And welcome to BNN News. It is June 9th, 2022. I'm Kelly Ransom. And I'm Melida Arredondo. Faith is off tonight. Thank you for joining us. Bienvenidos a todos. Every year, the Dorchester Day Parade, also known as Doc Day, commences on the first Sunday in June. And this past Sunday, June 5th, was a beautiful day for the 116th parade. The 3.2 mile parade kicked off in Lower Mills and traveled along Dorchester Avenue to Savin Hill. The celebration marks the day in 1630 when Puritans landed at what is now Columbia Point, making Dorchester one of the earliest English settlements in Massachusetts Bay Colony. This year's parade featured elected officials, candidates, dance troops, little league teams, schools, health centers, local organizations, and some awesome floats hosting live music. You can watch BNN's broadcast of the parade at bnnmedia.org. During a time when we are experiencing the highest food costs in 40 years, a new study released by the Greater Boston Food Bank shows an increase in food insecurity across Massachusetts. The second annual statewide survey on food insecurity, equity, and access to hunger relief assistance programs confirms that high levels of food insecurity remained elevated across the state throughout 2021. The highest levels are among Latinx and black communities, those identifying as LGBTQ+, and households with children. The report identified goals of increasing food assistance programs, enhancing food pantry convenience, and addressing disparities. Some recommendations include increasing public awareness and outreach to promote food and financial assistance programs, optimizing convenient food access alternatives and options like food pantries, and federal and state policies aimed at confronting poverty and advancing workforce development. The full report can be accessed at gbfb.org. If you or someone you know is facing food insecurity, a full list of resources and assistance programs can be accessed at gbfb.org forward slash need food or by texting the word food to 617-579-8238. In celebration of June being Pride Month, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Massachusetts has rolled out 100 blue bikes wrapped in a rainbow pride theme design available in Boston. A total of 400 Blue Cross Proud bikes will be available across the blue bike systems. 11 municipalities are included, Arlington, Boston, Brookline, Cambridge, Chelsea, Everett, Newton, Revere, Salem, Somerville, and Watertown. Blue Cross is the title sponsor of Blue Bikes, which is owned by the municipalities and operated by Lyft. To reflect its continued support of the LGBTQ community, Blue Cross will donate $1 for every ride taken on Blue Cross Proud Bikes through the month of June. To Fenway Health in Boston, Lyft will assume the $1 donation after the 10,000th Pride bike ride of the month. We're thrilled to once again to celebrate Pride Month by continuing our support of Fenway Health's mission, says Jeff Bellows from Blue Cross. Citizenship, Blue Cross is committed to creating more equitable communities and to making healthcare more accessible and affordable. Blue Cross Blue Shield looks forward to seeing the proud bikes in the Blue Bikes 
fleet and raising awareness of LGBTQ plus equality along the way. A brighter, greener future is underway at the Benjamin Franklin Institute of Technology. Congresswoman Ayanna Presley visited the Technical School on June 2nd for a roundtable discussion with staff and students to address the difficulty minority students face in landing meaningful employment. Presley delivered $300,000 in direct federal funding to the Benjamin Franklin Institute of Technology for the development of a Clean Energy Building Automation Systems Certificate and Associates Degree Program. Grants such as this will even the playing field for students, 74% of whom are students of color and 57% of whom are first generation college students. What I appreciate about this proposal is the opportunity to train the next generation, particularly our most vulnerable and lowest income students, to help combat today's climate crisis while building a career in the clean energy sector. This is about preserving our planet and combating the economic injustices that have plagued our communities for far too long. By ensuring every student has access to opportunities in these high earning fields, we can finally begin the necessary work of reducing these economic inequities and building a brighter and more equitable future. With this $300,000, we're looking to expand training opportunities for a green and clean tech program called Building Automation Systems, which helps people from all backgrounds to train in what it takes to electrify and maintain the building systems in our built environment and we're very excited about being able to have this program. We are an open access college. We believe in training for all people and so this is yet another um, stream of careers that will be open and available to our greater Boston residents because of uh, congressional investment of taxpayer dollars in, in Massachusetts citizens. On Wednesday, June 8th, the Grid Management Tenant Association of 298 Meridian Street in East Boston held a press conference before their eviction court trial. They were joined in person by community groups, Representative Adrian Maduro and Senator Lydia Edwards. Four other management tenants from different buildings also presented eviction notices. 298 Meridian Street was sold to Grid Management in 2017, and this is the Tenant Association's second time receiving eviction letters. The tenants received no-fault evictions in January 2022 and have been fighting to stay in their homes since. Evictions and drastic rent increases can cause tenants to face economic, social, physical, and mental health problems. Because of the increase, Activists are fighting for legislation such as local rent control and the Tenant Opportunity to Purchase Act to protect tenants' rights. They don't have any compassion. They don't care about family, about kids, about anything. They just want to fill their pockets with dollars, and that's why they're building luxury condos and buildings, and they're not leaving anything for us, the poor folks. I've lived in East Boston for over 30 years, and it's disgusting to see landlords uh, buying up buildings that already have a lot of problems and trying to renovate them to maximize their profit. It's not fair that landlords are just thinking about their greed and not thinking about the needs of the working class. We need the city to provide more affordable housing to combat 
this housing crisis. It's becoming a common, uh, a common theme to see so many families be displaced uh, for corporate greed. So these big landlords are just coming into our neighborhood and just kicking everyone out repairing the bad conditions that these tenants have lived in for years and then just raising the rent and it makes it seem as though our tenants, our people in our neighborhood are not worthy of repairs or are not worthy of staying in their homes just because they cannot afford it when we know that housing is a human right and everyone deserves housing. Grid management has tons of buildings in East Boston. It's not fair that they're buying up building, buildings in East Boston and forcing families out with no-fault evictions just so they could renovate at a luxurious level to triple and or quadruple those rents, which would price out families, not only the families living there, but families across East Boston, families across Boston. We're seeing gentrification across the city, across the state that is forcefully displacing families and separating them from their long life homes. It's a great time in Boston for basketball fans. The Boston Celtics made us proud last night at TD Garden beating the Warriors 116 to 110 in game three of the NBA Finals. They are leading this series two to one. They are just two more wins away from the NBA championship, which would be the 18th championship for the franchise. You can catch game four of the series tomorrow night, Friday, June 10th at nine o'clock PM, and game five on Monday, June 13th, also at 9 PM. We have our fingers crossed for a championship parade, so we will certainly be watching at home. The City of Boston neighborhood coffee hours are being held in all neighborhoods. Coffee hours give residents the chance to speak with Mayor Wu and staff from city departments. Through these discussions, Mayor Wu looks forward to hearing how the city of Boston can improve upon local parks, public areas, and city services. They will also have a suggestion box set up at each site. Coffee hours are held from 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. Did you know the City of Boston has an office dedicated to linking those seeking financial security and wealth generation with access to capital, financial education, and financial services? The Mayor's Office of Financial Empowerment does just that. Faith had a chance to connect with Mimi about the offers that the programs offered to Boston residents. Here's Faith with the story. All right, today we are here um, with our first interview of the day, Mimi. Thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. Thank you for having me. Of course. And just to get us started, can you tell us um, who you are and what is your role with the Mayor's Office for uh, Financial Empowerment? Sure. My name is Mimi Turchinet. Um, I'm the Assistant Deputy of the Mayor's Office of Financial Empowerment and also the Director of one of our premier programs there, the Boston Tax Help Coalition. And so I uh, both uh, work on uh, developing programs and practices and strategies to help people build wealth in the city. Um, and um, for close to two decades, starting in the Menino administration, uh, have been doing an annual free tax campaign called the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance. And it's a, a coalition effort, a public-private partnership that allows us to do about uh, this year, 10,000, usually about 13,000 tax returns in partnership with community-based organizations annually oh, wow. to, to maximize the earned income credit and the child tax credit and make sure that people get their taxes done and don't get ripped off by predatory practices. 
Wonderful. Uh, and you, can you tell me more about uh, the programs? Um, sure. Some of the summer programs. Sure. Um, so annually, there's a, a free tax campaign. And so that takes place, um, the, the bulk of that is during tax season, right? So that goes from January until April mm -hmm. every year. And then over the years, we've been expanding that to provide multiple year returns year round. So we are, in fact, working with some partners to be doing taxes year-round um, with uh, several different of the, the partners that we work with um, in Cambridge and Alston Brighton, um, with Alston Brighton APAC. Um, and so that is, that's year-round, right? And people can, can right. get tax assistance year-round. Um, we also work with Greater Boston Legal Services, and they can provide uh, assistance for complicated um, uh, issues that folks have with the IRS, that's one of the things that, that they can do year-round as well. Mm. Um, we do financial coaching, which is a year-round program, providing people with the ability to, to have access to a financial um, and employment coach. In the, the two years that we've been doing this program, we've served about 1,200 people, um, so it's pretty significant. That's um, incredible. <laughs> and the, the, like I said, the, the key things that we're still seeing that people desperately need is they still need rental assistance, they're still looking for utility assistance, and they're also, I was talking to the navigators this morning, every single person is, asks for, if they don't ask for it when you talk to them about it, they're food insecure. Mm -hmm. So 25% of all Bostonians are food insecure. And the, the numbers, the financial navigator numbers that I got this morning, which are really amazing, 24% um, of the folks who call into us make under 10 grand. Um, half of them make under 20 grand. Um, people are, 34% are employed um, full time, but most people are underemployed, right? right? And, mm -hmm. and many people are unemployed, so that this is, uh, truly reflects the folks in the city who are the most needy, um, who need the most assistance around resources. And so we're able to um, call them directly back, talk to them, be on the phone with them, direct them into things that they, they so desperately need to, be, to be able to stabilize themselves. Um, and people are in trauma. I mean, people are still uh, really reeling from the pandemic, especially this, that, um, you know, low, low income folk in the neighborhoods. Definitely. I feel like we're all still trying to yeah. find your bearings back. That's, uh, that's really wonderful that there is a, a human touch, that there are people available and providing so many different ways to um, connect with the people who are reaching out. And I can give you the phone number. It's 617-356-8229. And so people can call in on that number. Aside from calling uh, for people who do want to get in touch with the uh, mayor's office for financial empowerment, how can they reach out to you or learn more about you? So they can um, send me an email directly. It's Mimi, M-I-M-I dot Turchinets, T as in Tom, U-R, C-H-I-N-E-T-Z at boston.gov. Um, we have a website that if you just Google either the Boston Tax Help Coalition or if you Google the Office of Financial Empowerment, it'll come right up. Um, it has all the programs, all the services, all the most detailed information. So those are the two ways you can, you can get access. 
Mimi, can you tell me more about where Boston stands in regards to the budget? Sure, I can talk about one of the key things that we're monitoring. So the Boston Tax Cell Coalition in partnership with uh, a, a statewide advocacy organization called the Healthy Families EITC Coalition. Our, our, the purpose of this coalition is to make sure that, um, that we are really focused on increasing the state earned income credit as well as um, providing additional resources for low to moderate income folks through tax equity legislation. Mm -hmm. So one of the key things that we're watching right now is the state budget specifically around how much money they are going to put in um, the budget specifically for free tax preparation. So over the years they, there has not been resources in the state budget for um, what's called VITA, Volunteer Income Tax Assistance. And so a couple of years ago through the, the advocacy work of this, this organization, we were able to get a line item for VITA in the state mm -hmm. budget. Um, this is going to be the third year that we're seeing an increase of that line item. That's our goal. Uh, how does the, the VITA uh, directly impact Bostonians? So VITA is um, free tax preparation, mm -hmm. and VITA is the, the terminology from the IRS. So we're a partner with the IRS. Um, volunteer income tax assistance is the, the program name from the IRS. We sometimes call ourselves free tax preparation. It's the same thing. Um, what we do is we, we are able to provide free tax preparation for low to moderate income families. And so um, in terms of what we're able to do over the years, this gives you a good sense of, of what we do. So um, as of the end of May, with 24 sites, we've served about 10,000 people. Mm. Um, that brought back $21 million directly to people's pockets. For so many of us, we're just concentrated on making sure that we turn in our taxes in, right. on April. Um, aside from that time, especially with the summer coming up, are there other things that you recommend um, viewers uh, pay attention to? Sure. I mean, one of the things is, is that, that people um, probably know that over the past couple of years, there were a series of stimulus checks and there was also an expansion through the federal government um, for the child tax credit. Mm -hmm. And people may have received checks in the mail um, for the advanced child tax credit. Um, if you, um, kind of if those checks stopped and you haven't filed your tax return, you really need to file a tax return because you will get that second um, half of those payments through your tax return so that they're not going to be mailing them anymore. There was, that was considered an advance on this year's tax return, that the child tax credit advance. And so 50% came through the mail, 50% is going to come through your tax return. So if people are non-filers, they need to um, get in there and, and go through what's called the non-filer portal. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's confusing. Um, they can come to our tax site, they can, to, to the website, they can call us, um, we can assist people walking through that process. Um, right. That is good to know. Mimi, thank you so much for your time and for illuminating the work that you do and uh, the financial navigators over at the Office for Financial Empowerment. Sure. We truly appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.
This weekend, your favorite Globe writers will be live on stage when Globe Live returns to the Paramount Center, June 11th and 12th, for two adventurous and entertaining nights of nonfiction storytelling. Globe writers Mark Arsenal, Laura Crimaldi, Amber Payne, and Deborah D. Douglas will entertain, combining music, humor, poetry, and more. To learn more, visit globe.com slash globe live. And now we'd like to introduce a segment that we'll be producing regularly at BNN News called What a To Do. This recurring segment will include helpful information, resources, and tips on how to live in Boston. We'll cover topics like paying parking tickets, calling for snow removal, applying for housing, and other city and state processes that may be helpful to those of you watching. June 1st marked the start of the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season, which extends through November 30th. Today's What It To Do focuses on hurricane preparedness in Boston. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's seasonal outlook predicts another above normal hurricane season. It is never too soon to prepare for a storm. Hurricanes and tropical storms can impact all of Boston and the Commonwealth. To be prepared this season, the Massachusetts Emergency Management Agency suggests knowing your evacuation zone, making a plan tailored to your household's needs, building an emergency kit that can sustain your family for up to five days, and staying informed. During a storm, you can stay informed by listening for alerts from the emergency alert system, wireless emergency alerts, NOAA weather radio, calling Mass 211 or Boston 311, and to tuning in to social and traditional news media. You can learn if you live or work in a hurricane evacuation zone by visiting mass.gov slash knowyourzone. Gotta stay safe out there. We are in for a stormy summer and fall. If you have a suggestion for our next What It To Do segment, you can always email us at kransom at bnnmedia.org. We are here to help. Uh, what started as a place to jam during the pandemic has blossomed into a space for live music all summer long. The Elliott Schoolyard in Jamaica Plain is hosting 15 concerts between now and September. Earlier this week, Melida had a chance to chat with the concert curator, Brian Friedland. Here's Melida with the story. Well, welcome, Brian. Oh, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. So tell me a little bit more about the Elliott Schoolyard series. I'd be delighted to. So uh, the Elliott Schoolyard series is a concert series that runs every Sunday at 4 p.m. Uh, that started in fall 2020 and uh, this is its third iteration. And when did it start? I like the story you told me about that. So it started in fall 2020. Uh, I was looking to play some music with my friends and I really missed that as a musician. It's a huge part of my life. Um, it's getting out there and making music and interacting with the community mm -hmm. and uh, I really wanted wanted to get out there and play so I called the executive director of the Elliott School who I teach piano lessons to and I said uh, could I do some concerts at the, the Elliott School and she suggested we do it every week wow. um, so <laughs> it's September at that point so we did it until it got too cold um, in October that the last sense. couple concerts had heat lamps yep. uh, so I uh, booked a bunch of different musicians to play with me, and they're very generous folks. All the money um, for that first season went to help the Elliott School stay open. 
um, during that really tough time for in-person businesses. And uh, the response was just so fabulous that uh, we just all decided we should, should make it a thing. And uh, really fortunately, a friend of mine, Ken Sazama, who runs uh, Sazama Real Estate, was at a concert and he said, I'd love to sponsor this series for next year. So that really helped us uh, mm -hmm. keep, keep things rolling. That sounds wonderful. And in terms of the calendar over the past three years, that was our, right after our first COVID summer. So I think by the fall, everybody in Jamaica Plain and whoever was there really enjoyed being outside and hearing the music. Very interestingly, uh, the, to just kind of show the progress we've, uh, and enjoy the things we're now able to do that we weren't able to in 2020. Mm -hmm. The first concert, we had a cap of 25 people and Boston uh, said we couldn't have, the city said there could be no wind instruments or vocalists. Um, so now very, very luckily we can have as many people as can fit in the yard, which is plenty of space for, for everyone. We had 250 people at the last uh, concert uh, last Sunday. Amazing. And plenty of, uh, plenty of space for more. Um, and now we can have vocalists and wind instruments and we have all of that and more. There's a really amazing diversity of uh, different, different types of music and uh, different instrumentalists and vocalists and different, different size ensembles for this year. So tell me a little bit more about what is planned for this year. Uh, so there's 15 concerts. There's 14 remaining. The first one was uh, last Sunday. And uh, all, all kinds of different music, uh, reggae and soul and R&B and funk and folk. And uh, I, I'm booking, uh, have four more concerts uh, with different jazz uh, configurations. I'm good and to hear you play. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to them. And there's uh, two other curators, uh, Marie Freed and the Minnery, uh, Mindy Freed and Marie Gitman of Hoopla Productions, who started JP Porch Fest, which is oh. a fabulous event. Yes, it is. And Dunamis Productions. Uh, well, that's wonderful. It's, uh, it, what makes me really happy is how people offered themselves to you both for sponsorship and for working with you. I think that's pretty impressive. So where do people go to learn more? Uh, the Elliott School website is a great place, Elliott with one L and one T dot org. And there's a programs tab that has all the events uh, listed as well as an Eventbrite uh, calendar page that uh, has the listings and times and also um, a place to donate so if you want to help sponsor the Elliott School mm. you can do so your your funds really uh, public's funds are really necessary to pay the musicians fairly and help us cover all the infrastructure needed to put on a first-rate concert series so I know that the 39 bus can take me there from Forest Hills so I live in Razi so I can get there and it also can take anybody from Copley Square along that route and you get off at the monument stop it's down the street, I believe, from the Unitarian Church. That's right. So to make right it right on Elliott Street. There you go. <laughs> if you get lost, people <laughs> look for Elliott Street. <laughs> and it's a nice big schoolyard, as I mentioned. So it's a really nice place to enjoy a concert. There's some shade from the building, and some trees, and some tents. And so on a hot day. I actually think four o'clock is a great time for people just after a long week, doing so much over the weekend, just to relax. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. It yes. seems to be really a popular time. So we, we uh, did it at 4 the first time, and it's still, still 4 p.m. Sounds good. 
Well, thank you very much for coming, Brian. My pleasure. I, I hope Thanks to see so you much. soon. Hope to see you soon. This is Melida Arredondo for Boston Neighborhood News. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. Remember, you can vibe with us every Monday and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. And remember, you can also stream or watch us on demand at bnnmedia.org. Each episode will be rebroadcast at 9.30 p.m. and 11 p.m. on Xfinity Channel 9, RCN Channel 15, and Fios 2161. Prefer the radio? You can hear BNN News at 6.30 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. on WBCA 102.9. For BNN News, I'm Kelly Ransom. And I'm Melida Arzondo. Thanks for joining us. Have a nice weekend. Pasen un super fin de semana. Faith and I will see you on Monday. Go Celtics! <laughs>